WBS 87 Atlanta, WAEN FM Atlanta, WBHH, and on iHeartRadio, the home of the Beat Break Morning Show with Sean Garvey, DJ Rolum, and the Wake Up Ladies. This is Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. Street, 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 streaming online at BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Views and opinions expressed on this program does not necessarily reflect those of Beat Break 87 FM, Reach One Communications, volunteers, staff, and management of Reach One Communications. This portion of Beat Break Radio is only suitable for mature audiences and not suitable for young audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Are you listening? Damn. Hey everybody, what's going on? This is Mario. I would like to welcome you into the Random Select Podcast. This is the podcast that's all about thought-provoking talk. And I am your host, Mario, right here on Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87FM. It's where music and talk radio lives. Um, I read across a meme on Facebook that says that black marriages aren't failing because of financial reasons. They're failing because black women find it impossible to respect black men. And we have a group of panelists today, and we're going to discuss that and find out what their opinions are on this subject. Today I'm joined by Quinn, I'm joined by Carlotta, I'm joined by Clarissa, and I'm joined by the Frost Giant Will. And um, we're going to open it up. Um, I guess we'll start with you, Carlotta. We, we'll, we'll open up um, and ask, do you agree or disagree with what that means? Uh, I disagree. Um I think before you talk about respect, you got to really call people out for what they're doing and not doing in the black society. So I don't think it's easily fixed by just saying if you respect black men, things will be better. You know, respect is on both sides. Okay, so uh, let me go to you, Clarissa. Agree or disagree? I disagree. Um, I think you also have to look at other factors. If respect is an issue, then why is respect an issue? What else is going on in the situation? I think it's a very blanket statement um, to say just women disrespecting men. Like Carlotta said, is the woman being respected? Are there other things going on leading to that being an issue? All right. Quinn, throw that same question to you. Agree or disagree? I um, disagree as well because for marriage, there's a lot of different variables um, as far as finances, communication, and other different qualities that the man has to have. And um, I do feel there's maybe a lack of role model of the black marriage altogether, whether we see it on television or in print. And I just think that, you know, you can't put all the black men in a box and say all black men or all certain races and I agree with there are always outside variables that um that will make women you know not just black men in general 
Okay, Frost. Now you're gonna go ahead and make this a clean sweep. <laughs> Actually, yes and no. I disagree with the quote itself. I think the quote is extremely flawed. I don't disagree with what it may be trying to say. And when I say that, I say there's been studies, there's been evidence, there's been stories about how, you know, how black people came over here to begin with, came over in slavery. You know, black men were bred to be tools, basically, you know, for, for the, the human equivalent of a tractor or a cotton gin. You know, that's what black people were, were bred for. You know, black families were broken up and separated. You know, women were kept in the house, you know, were kept were kept by masters, you know, sex objects. Sex slaves, specifically, you know, men were were broken, you know, physically and mentally so they could be controlled. And just as a race, the black races started from behind the eight ball in America. That's just the bottom line. And I think a lot of that stuff is just from fallout is, you know, women have learned to be learned to be strong. And that's and that's kind of mutated into women being strong, which is a different term than being strong. S-K-R-O-N-G is is a problem in our society today that doesn't have anything to do with a strong Christian, you know, independent woman. Nobody's questioning all that. Strong women are messing it up for everybody. And that's its own issue. Okay. Let me just start out since everybody is kind of doing a, you know, um, is 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 will kind of, uh, say, you know, sort of agree, but it's more go into it. So let me just throughout this whole podcast, I'll play the devil's advocate because somebody got a tone of mind just to provide, you know, I guess a different opinion of this, even though I don't agree with the the meme, but I could provide a few arguments as to why people might feel that way. So um, with that being said, let me let me ask you, Carla. Honestly, no, no pulling, no punches, no BS or anything like that. How do you you? I'm not asking you for nobody else's opinions or high society. How do you see the state of of, of, of a black man right now? How do you view a black man? Um, I wanted to address this issue of strong. I don't think it has anything to do with even skin color. You just got to look at. Uh, respect, you know, I don't think because you're born with a penis that you should automatically be respected over other people, you know, and I think strong when it comes to women is just the collateral damage of the stuff that women have gone through with men. And we're talking about black men because I don't hang out with white men. So when I say I'm going to keep saying black men. It's the collateral damage. Nobody's focusing on the things that create the collateral damage that you may consider as strong. Um, yes, slavery existed and created certain personality issues. We have a lot of poor black folks in other countries that have gone also through slavery that did not have that change like a lot of black men here. I think a lot of it has to do with lack of communication. I think a lot of it has to do with greed and just the fact of mentally being lazy. I think black women are caught up in this whole 
power struggle issue where for some reason we are used by black men to show power. That's the easiest way in their mind they feel they can show power. So you saying that basically what we've done is over time uh, made it where you guys have kind of have had to adapt some natural uh, as far as trying to prove that you're independent. I mean, that's what you're trying to say? No, no, this is is not about independent. And I don't want to let it get messed up that way. It's not about independent. It's about what makes the, the black woman come across as too strong or too opinionated or bitter or damaged. Who's making her that way? I mean, we didn't come out born with a certain DNA as a black woman to have a certain personality. I'm just saying from a woman's side, you have to look at what is going on with women. And I think a lot of times you guys can't see because you assume if you're a good guy, all your friends must be good. But even if they pre- uh, pretend to be a certain kind of man, you don't see what the woman ex- experienced under behind closed door. So, okay. 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 Now, with that being said, let me play devil's advocate here. So that brings up the perfect point. Say so. If you've had things that go wrong in your life where guys have treated you uh, a, a certain way and let's say that that's happened and, and, I, and I'll give you that. Now, if the new man coming along, since you already got that attitude that this is the pattern of behavior that all men display. So your natural tendency is to t- treat me like I'm not shit. So therefore, no, he, I, he's, feeling that's like, not what I said. he's feeling like he's no. not respected. So therefore, that's why a lot of men can probably see as being that way. Respect is you, you have to earn respect. You can't but just how come can in. You earn respect and if you going in automatically thinking he the lowest form of, you know, whatever. If you are, no, 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 I'm not going in. I'm not going in thinking he's the lowest form of every person that come in my life. When every man, I always give them the option to prove themselves that they're not a certain way, and not all men have issues. There's some men out there that are good. You know, I'm not talking about all black men. But the quote but makes I, it what seem I, what I'm like that. That's the way y'all start off treating every man as if they come in with issues because of your past. That's not true. No, that's not true. You're looking from the audience and you're assuming that that's how it is. But if you wanna, if you wanna look at examples, then why is so many women raising babies by themselves? That's a you whole know? other different issue. All right, let me let me, but, let me ask you a but question. It shows your pattern. All right, Quinn, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, due to my own personal issue, I thought I was going to be biased about the black man. And that's only because I've come across so many bad ones. And I believe that's just my personal choice that I just obviously can't see the good men when they come. So I don't really have a, a good view of a black man for my ex-husbands, my ex you know, my child, my kid's father. You know, I don't. At this point in my life, I just don't have a good review of black men. I don't ever want to really date out of my race or whatever. But um, like I said, I don't know if it's just because there's not a role model in the household and we, they haven't seen, you know, men haven't seen it enough or what it is. So I partially may just need to blame myself on not being able to pick a, a good black man. So because I've had in these last few years nothing but negativity when it comes to the black man. I am starting off assuming that this one's going to be just the same. And that's only because of 
past history of dealing with them. It's not really their fault. It's just because I I haven't chose a, a good black man and you know. Isn't that, isn't that pretty much what I just said though? That your past history I mean, for her, you- it was, for her she doesn't do that. Me only because she's had a different dating experience. I do. I can vouch and say I have done that um, straight off the bat but she you know, explaining to you that she has not done that. She's able to give a black man a chance. But where I am right now, you know, I don't, you know, really believe in the L word right now. So I think I just need to check my own self and not really blame the black man. So I do see where she's coming from. You know, you don't want to put everybody in that box again. But I unfortunately just only to the fact that I've had so many bad experiences with black men these last couple of years where I don't really have anything good to say. Okay, so the L word meaning love. All right, Clarissa. Love. Clarissa, let me, let me, and then I know you're currently married to a wonderful uh, friend of mine, which is more than a friend. He's like my brother. But before we, were you jaded or any type of way? I mean, what do you think about what these two women just said? Um, honestly, before Will, I, I did have some bad experiences. <laughs> Um, and I definitely saw some of the men that I think Quinn is referring to. I've, I've dated some of them. I've been married before. So yes, I have had that experience. One thing that helped me at the time was I did have friends that had brothers and people I knew that were good men. So I wouldn't lump all men into that category, but I could definitely see how when you're in the dating world, it it appears like probably more often than not you're running into bad ones versus good ones unfortunately but there are good ones out there of course but i could see how someone could feel that way just from being in the dating world back then it it was it wasn't a lot of choices (laughs) let's just say that you have to be very (laughs) yes i really feel that there's more bad than there are good and i just really feel that the competition is and i think men are arrogant when they know that you know, we're in the state of Georgia right now. I just really feel that the pot is really, really small. So I don't think I, I would just give that dating thing a break or give the black man a break for a minute. So. Just okay. to kind of go ahead, go ahead. Um, just to go back to kind of something Will said, I think it did start with generational curses, you know, going back to slavery. But I think more often than not, a pattern I noticed with men that I knew is a lot of times. The, the quote-unquote good men were coming from better backgrounds, better families, better role models. And some of the ones that were just out just doing crazy stuff, they never had a role model in the house or they had a bad one that never showed them how to be a man, how to be faithful. Like, like that's a pattern I noticed. Okay. Will, let me ask you this. From before you got married. And did you ever run across one of these, uh, the women like in that quote who just that no matter what you say, what you do, she just felt that, you know, it, it was just a bad thing. She just treated you like it, you knew going in, you weren't getting anywhere with her because she was scoring bitter and hurt maybe because of her past experiences. I mean, let's just be, let's just be, you know, just, just brutally honest. Every and I will allow the women to answer this because it's a statement I make I've made before. Every woman got that one dude in her past 
that has messed it up for every other dude that could come after that. Every woman who's who's already had relationships and had that one person. And as a guy, you already, me personally, I already know you're going to spend some time trying to just prove. Look, just get me the ground zero. That's all I want. All I want is a fair shot. Give me the ground zero. If we get the ground zero and it don't work out, we'll shake hands, bid each other farewell. And that's the end of it. But. You have, as a guy, you, you you got to, you will going to have to fight through some of those brick walls, and I under, and I can understand and respect that. That's fine. What gets me is that once you fought to get through brick walls, and you've gotten to a certain point, and you think you're getting to a certain point, but you see that there's other folks who, in in your mind, you know, speaking, you no know, speaking from your own self, your self perspective, like, oh, they. That he breathes past the brick wall, but but he's crap. How did he breathe past the brick wall? But I'm still here the pickaxe trying to break through the brick wall, and I'm still outside the brick wall. And that's the type of thing that will that will basically generate this meme. Which, like I said, I understand the viewpoint. I don't necessarily understand. I don't agree with its statement so to speak i don't think it's a question of black women respecting black men i just think it's, I think it's just a question of you know you know as, as we've already said sometimes you just got to up the quality of people you're looking at and just it's okay to filter out something that doesn't meet your standards if you have you know sensible standards now if you have standards that keep getting you you know Bad results. Maybe it's time to reevaluate some of your standards. I mean, that's just that's just I mean, but that's just a human principle. That's not that's black, white, black, white, whatever. OK, so let me ask you this, Carlotta. Once again, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. What about the man who says, OK, yeah, you've been hurt in the past. And, yeah, this guy's taking you through this stuff. But as a grown adult person, you should just get over it and give me that clean slate. Um, and and go forward and stop talking about how you've been hurt and how you and, and you know you don't want to let your guard down and I'm pretty sure you women hear this I'm not him just trust me what do you say to that guy well since I'm a woman and I do date and I am currently single I can tell you that every guy that's trying to dog you out will come back with that same line and I think part of why a lot of women get angry is because they're falling for that bullshit line. I mean, what I was trying to say the the other day, if you come up and say, look, I don't really want nothing to do with you. All I want to do is fucking keep moving. What woman going to give you ass? So you're going to come and you're going to pretend to be the good guy. So women just get frustrated when they keep falling for that person over and over. Why do you think there's so many babies everywhere and, and no fathers around? Do you think those women... Were just stupid? No, of course they were fed lines and given a game. And after a while, the woman gets frustrated because she's tired of trying to. You shouldn't be spending so much time trying to figure out if somebody's for real. And that's what burn a lot of people out, and you end up with collateral damage. And I'm not saying it's not an issue, but we should focus more on the issue of what is the man doing. We're not just sitting here being angry for no reason. What are the black men doing to the black women? That's what I'm saying. Focus a little bit on that part, too, because they are playing games. Everybody's pretending to look for looking for something when everything seems to come down to I just want to hit. 
and nobody is bothering to commit to nothing. And that's the problem. And it's not like you're walking up to a woman and you're saying, look, I just want to fucking keep going. Yes, there's people that agree to be fuck buddies, but you have to look at all the men that pretend just to get some ass. They will pretend to be down. They'll pretend to be a good man. And then the women figure out later on that they're no good. And after a woman yeah. goes through so many times of believing a lie, of course, after a while, she's going to have a wall up. OK, well, let me ask you this. This is this is kind of a two part statement to say one. OK, you said that no one will ever, you know, have sex with you if you come up to them and you be brutally honest. But the first thing we get from you guys is just be honest with me, you know, so. Because we have understood over time and over over years, when you can just be honest, that really kind of is not what y'all really want. Y'all want so, uh, yeah, yeah, you just yeah, be I honest with me up to a certain point. No man's gonna truly be honest. He's right. not gonna really be honest. He's trying to get easy mm-hmm. ass. He's not gonna be honest. Yeah. Okay, and I okay, have so. had somebody come at me like that, and I really appreciate it because then I knew that. There's no feelings involved. You see what I'm saying? I see what you want. Now it's my turn. The ball is in my court when you've already said you didn't want a relationship. You really just wanted to hit it and then that's it. So now I can't be mad at you because I already know what this bet going forward because you were so honest. And there are some men like that who are honest. Now, but most that of them are not that they're not. Exactly. But I have been approached like that several times by men who are just bluntly honest. Because he really didn't, you know, doesn't have anything to lose. He's just going to go to the next one. And I did appreciate that. Now I know. You know what I'm saying? Now I know not to expect anything from you. And then, okay, I'm not really ready to play that right now. That's not what I was looking for. But, yes, they are. I have to agree that the lies and the games that are just played, once you get through all of it, like I said, I mean, I don't know where the good men pool are or where they located, but I obviously just to keep going fishing right back in the wrong one. So, um, yeah. Okay, so let me okay, so can I post? Oh, okay. Oh, well, I'll I'll let you get right back into it, but let me finish yeah, this okay. before, before I, I forget real quick. Okay, say the man is honest with you, and say that you guys do get to a certain point where y'all are having sex and whatnot. Why does everything have to always lead to you guys saying, "Okay, I'm gonna let this guy go in me raw." come inside of me and, and, and leave babies. Y'all always act like when, when y'all get pregnant and leaving the babies behind, it's totally, you know, the man's fault. You guys have some responsibility to say, hey, look, strap up or whatnot. It always seems like once, just because somebody tell you they love you, whispering sweet things in your ear, don't mean you're supposed to just lose your mind and say, okay, go with me raw. Okay, so so you're saying that no matter so you're saying no matter how much the guy come and says certain things, you should keep your guard up. And how long do you keep your guard up for? I'm not saying keep your guard up. It's a difference between keeping your guard up. You can go for the feelings and emotions and and all that stuff, but the chances are, if you guys saying by your own admission that they're telling lies and they're playing games and stuff like that. You, the, the last step of that relationship should be raw and letting him bust inside of you. Wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't you think that would be the logic? But of, but of course, yeah, but if, you, if you're believing somebody's word, you're not sitting there going, well, I need to go for one year on precaution and make sure whatever, because he might not be true. Of course, you're going to go and believe their words that they're telling you that they're interested in you. And I'm telling you, there's some men out there that will tell you some serious, straightforward shit that they don't mean. 
There's women out there that have babies because somebody said, look, I want to be with you. I want to have a future with you. And right before he busts and she trying to say, put a condom on, he will bullshit you and, and ejaculate in you. So you don't know all the games. As a man, you'll never know all the games because nobody ain't screwing you. And I prefer it that way. But um, <laughs> what, what I'm saying is that if by your own admission, you saying you know what the game is, you saying you know, and you saying that you can't wait the one year, but you'd rather spend another 18 years bitching at this man. Once again, I'm playing devil's ass. I'm just there saying. has to be a time limit to you. When you go to a bank and say, I want a loan, they pull your credit, they investigate you. How long do they keep you in there and keep saying, I'm worried about my money, I'm worried about tr- trusting you? There's a time that you have to say, okay, I think I did enough, I did my homework, here's your money. And you pray to God they pay it back. It's the same thing with men. How long do you go before you say, I think I've checked everything. I've double checked everything. I think I'm going to be comfortable with him. Because you got to remember in the meantime, the man is sitting there telling you everything you want to hear, acting like a gentleman. How many women have seen a man that act like a gentleman, did the part correctly until you find out he lived with another woman or he has a double life or he never really wanted to be with you. It was just a game. You don't understand. Some men will go deep into a game just to get what they want. And it's in it could be different things that they want, but it's all a game, and that's what makes a lot of women very angry. That's so the collateral damage. That as of the a woman, there's not factors and things in place that you can't say from, from you being going through this over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yes, yes. I don't think I don't think, say, I, okay, I I don't think, alone. he hasn't proved himself. I don't think, look, I, if I'm with you and after two months I'm comfortable with you. I'm going to not sit there every night and go, I'm using a condom. I'm, I'm thinking I'm with you only. And I might be taking birth control, whatever I choose to do. But that's the whole point. How long do you go before you get comfortable with a man, before you, you stop worrying about going without a condom? And it has to be a certain time. To keep you from being a baby mama. Okay, we'll go here. But, mm-hmm. but who the hell going to sit around and use a condom for a year and say, let me see if this man will not fuck me over? If you have yes, to do I, that, I would do that. I would hold on. All right, guys, we're up against the break. We're going to pause it right there for a few seconds. Uh, we're going to pick that up right after we come back from the break. You're inside the Random Select Podcast. I am your host, Mario, right here on Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. Stay tuned, keep it locked, and we'll catch you after the break, guys. <laughs> Atlanta's new underground station, Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. Hi, this is Clifford English, your host and producer of The Gospel Train. Join me every Sunday right here on Beat Break 87 FM Radio. You will be encouraged, you will be equipped, you will be educated, you will be entertained, all while hearing the best in gospel music. Don't miss your connection with The Gospel Train right here on Beat Break 87 FM Radio. BeatBreakRadioFM.com We specialize in creating mobile apps for the entertainment industry. Go to BVMobileApps.com, click Get Started Now, create your account, choose your package, upload your content, and click Submit. BV Mobile Apps. Make it easy. Make it mobile. Hey world, it's your man Precise, and I have great news. The Precise Music app is finally available for your iPhone, Android, and Blackberry through Amazon and other app stores. That's Precise Music. Music is spelled with a Z. Go get it for all things Precise. Powered by BlackVibes.com. Stay in tune. That's 
music. Music is spelled with the Z. He has performed on stage in front of thousands of poetry lovers. He has sold out shows and rocked the crowd with the best poets in the industry. Welcome to the stage, spoken word artist Patrick Duncan, better known as the Preacher Man. I am Benjamin P. Montgomery. I invented a boat propeller. I am the former president of South Africa, Nelson Mandela. Critically acclaimed spoken word artist, poet, writer, and the creator of Black on Purpose poetry TV series Wordplay. Patrick the Preacher Man Duncan is coming to a venue near you. Why is the only time we can come together as a nation? It's when they're acts of insanity, chaos, or devastation. Stay tuned to Beat Break 87FM for updates on Patrick Duncan's upcoming arrival to your city. Visit cdbaby.com forward slash cd forward slash Patrick S. Duncan to order his latest album, What's Going On, available online including CD Baby and iTunes. I want this high and have no affiliation to a political party. I want this high to be spiritual. For more info, go to BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Break 87 FM wants to help you get the word out on your next community event. Hey, do you have an upcoming public service announcement that you want listeners to know about? Well, email us the info to PSABeatBreak87FM at gmail.com so we can help spread the word. That's PSABeatBreak87FM at gmail.com. If your event flyer has the words nonprofit, community, support, charity, and just describes everything about helping our community, please share the special event right here on Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. When it comes to hip-hop, R&B, and talk radio, no one does it better than Beat Break 87 FM. This portion of Beat Break Radio is only suitable for mature audiences and not suitable for young audiences. Listener discretion is advised. break and we're just gonna pick it up right where we left off from we're talking about uh do black women still respect black men oh okay hold on hold on on that point on that point i'll step in i've done that because my first thing to answer that particular question i have stayed wrapped up in a whole relationship just because i don't want and and i may be in the minority i'll take that responsibility that I didn't want to have a child out of wedlock. I didn't want to have a baby's mama. That just wasn't that's not, that wasn't life goal for me. So I, I fought to make sure that didn't happen. I mean, so at the stage now, I'm 41. I haven't had a child yet, mom. So I haven't hit that point yet. So I've tried to fight that battle. I said my my concern with this whole conversation now is the fact that, and let me start from the beginning. I know men play games. There are men that play games, that are dogs, that run game, that all the stereotypes you want to throw out there, there are men that fit them. I got it. 
what kills me is the fact that this conversation always happens and it's never regarded as a two-way street. I say it's never regarded as the fact that as and I think that's part of the reason as society we still have problems because we I said one side look at it, it's all the men play games, there's other side look at all the women play games. Nobody wants to admit that as society we just play games in relationships. It's just a whole lot of just not playing by the rules that goes on. I said if so you already know when you're dating somebody, you're being their representative. So you already know whoever you meet is already a reflection of something else that you haven't seen yet. And you know what? That's fair game because same when you go to a job interview, they're not going to see who you are at home. They're going to see the image of you. You want to you want to know somebody to perceive. But as you're supposed to go deeper and deeper to a relationship, you're supposed to eventually put your representative up and actually meet the person. And and male and female, a whole lot of folks keep putting their representatives out there for months, years on end until they get what they want to get. Whether it's the guy you say, you know, they want to get some ass, whether you say, you know, whether it's the woman that just want to you know, keep stringing and stringing along until they figure out, OK, how much material can I get out of this? How much material gain can I get out of this? Everybody runs game for whatever reason and no one. It's going to take both sides to say, you know, let's just stop running game and stop acting like game doesn't get run. And to that point, I can say with the condom thing, I made that decision myself. No, I'm going to stay wrapped up. I'm going to stay wrapped up because I don't want to cross that bridge. I don't want to have, as Mario said, that 18 year commitment to somebody that because I got a child, I got to look at somebody I can't stand for the rest of my life. I, I just didn't want that. Me personally, and I'm not saying everyone ended up in that situation because no, whatever trust they made. But I'm just saying, for me personally, as a guy, I had to control that because I felt the need to control that. So I feel if I can control it, it's possible to be done. It's just whether you want to choose to to do it at that point. If you, if you make the choice not to do it, that's fine. You're an adult. And, I, and I'm it's not cool. talking about, and I'm not defending the people that just screw and know that they're going to get pregnant. I'm talking about the people that have been together. It's six months. It's one year. Your condom break because you're using protection. She's taking birth control, but you still get pregnant anyway. That's what I'm talking about. Life is going to happen. Nobody's perfect. If we we're perfect, we wouldn't have a pile of outside kids out there with no daddies around. I agree with that 100%. I mean, like I said, I, I, I got to be on the opposite side of the fence since nobody on the panel is on the opposite side of the fence. But I'm just asking, you know, saying things that I know that uh, some guys would typically ask. All right, Clarissa, chime in on this. <laughs> um, I think most women probably eventually build up a wall for a certain period of time. I think depending on what's happened, the period of time may be longer than others. Um, I think people get past the wall sometimes because they're genuine, sometimes just because you've been tricked. You don't really know till he's past the wall, which one you're dealing with. So I guess in that scenario, depending, let's say your wall is six months, you know, six months, you're like, okay, I'm going to be careful with everything. Then past six months, you realize, okay, he's a dog, <laughs> you know? So I, it just depends on the situation and how long a person is being precautious. But I think eventually you find out who the person really is. And depending on how good they are at masking it, it could go on for a year or longer, you know. 
Um, you honestly don't know until you let the person in what you're dealing with, unfortunately. Okay. I mean, that's a fair assessment. So, Colada, and since you're out there on the dating scene and you're, 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 you're trying to find somebody and what are you coming across as far as the, as far as, and, and the whole thing is about do black women, the reason marriages aren't working because black women find it impossible to respect black men. What are you coming across? What's, what's, what's some of the common games that you're coming across or the lies or stuff you're just catching people up in? I think it's greed. Um, I think it's the fact that nobody respects monogamy. You know, everybody is trying to juggle a couple of women at the same time. Um, I don't know what it is where men seem to feel that their power comes from outsmarting a woman or getting over on a woman. But it's a game. And, and, and in Atlanta, because there's so many women, it's a, even more people to play your game with. So that's one of the problems. Why be serious with anybody when you got so much people to choose from? And so the game is constantly being played. And by the time they they get to a certain point, okay, you bore me. It's time for fresh meat. And they move on to somebody else. And, of course, the game gets better and better. You know, you got people telling you they're single and they're living with women. You got people telling you they're ready to commit. And they're not even single. So, of course, you, you got to understand why women get upset. Because it's all a game. And then when, when the women sit back and they get bitter, they get angry, they put the wall up, then they say, oh, I can't deal with none of these women because they have issues. Because unfortunately, a lot of women don't realize it's a game until when they get caught in the game. Okay. And Quinn, you said you've pretty much um, tired and done love just ain't in your vocabulary right now. What what's No, and that's all because of the game, I think, because men know just in Atlanta alone it's like ten to one, they don't have to act right because there's too many chicken heads out here that don't require it. Their standards is not as high. So when you up there reading the Steve Harvey book, he is not waiting no ninety days. No, he's not Steve Harvey. You know, if I see him I really want to give him back his books and say, No, the men are not doing this or wherever they are or whatever it is, they're not doing that. They're not playing by the ninety day rule. And they're not doing it. I just think that men know that the pool of um, men is just, you know, is limited in Georgia. Maybe it's not like that in other states. But what I find here is that they don't have to behave because there is a female out there that will let them have somebody or she doesn't mind being the side chick. So he doesn't have to be the standards. But then when you have standards, he doesn't want to go that far because he doesn't have to. Why? When chicken head across the street. Is gonna let me hit it and quit it, or I can stay with her, and I don't have to pay any bills, or, or I don't. Have, I can take her to McDonald's, take you, you know. So, or I can, you know, you know, text her once a week, and she's gonna be good with it. So, I think it's just harder for the ones that try to have a little bit of standards and make these men work for it. They just don't want to because the pool is so high for them. Right, they're not waiting around anymore. To, to see when they could hit they're just in it for the big beginning part it's, it's a game and and i'm i could tell you examples of the bullshit that i've gone through i've met a guy that give me his number and you know i guess god is on my side because he dialed me by mistake and i didn't pick up he got my voicemail and he put the call into three-way with his wife he's talking to his wife on the phone and it's recording my voicemail you know 
I had another person that texted me and didn't understand group text. And he had text four women at the same time. Now, all the women in group text asking, who, who are you? The other one going, who are you? And he don't even understand that we all could see what he's saying. So he uh, he's answering, telling people, that's my family. And like, who's what's who family? I, you know, so it's the game they play. It's, it's, it's all about instant gratification. They're not trying to get to know you. They're trying to see how quick they could hit. And they got another one lined up and another one lined up. And sometimes I swear to God, I think men are addicted to that rush in the beginning they're addicted to the to the game to see if they could win and when you get to the point where they've, they've won are you too difficult for them to win they move on to somebody else but i'm gonna go back to what will just said see how y'all are saying it from you guys standpoint and you guys point of view because that's what you know like will said you can find a group of guys that could be preaching that same stuff you guys are preaching on, on our side of the fence right will yeah, and, and what I want to say to all of what what was just said about Claude is the fact that let me ask you this is is just a, a wrap up question of that. So, and depending on how much time was spent dealing with that, I know that it's going to affect the answer. Isn't isn't that a plus that now you found out about that you can just scratch those dudes off yeah, and just move on? But that's where God helped me out and let me see. What about the ones that God was sleeping on that one? You know, the, the ones that you really have to figure out. Why should you have to spend so much mental energy trying to decipher bullshit? You know? But I mean, but that's, I mean, but unfortunately, that's just, I hate to say it, that's powerful, of course, with trying to date or trying to find a relationship. I mean, because you've got okay. to, because, so, so, well, just, part of my, Part of one of my fears is that, you know, you know, guys go out and do the things they do because, you know, we've been taught right, wrong, bad, good and different. We're supposed to hunt. We're supposed to go out on the hunt, go do stuff, go, go find, go capture, go whatever you're going to do, go find it. So and as a guy, you build up a basic I don't know if you want to say shield or armor to the fact that for every guy you you see that you say, you know, is a dog and goes this, that, and other, I said, they done, they have already went out and approached eight, nine, ten, eleven other targets that may have not, may or may not worked and have just moved on. I mean, it's just, okay, this ain't going to work. Move to the next target, move to the next target, move to the next target, move to the next target. But and, what happens while he's, while he's moving to the next target? You 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 create women that are building a wall. No, and I get that, and I guess, and I guess my takeaway is the fact that, you know, I don't, I can't speak for how women think versus how men think, but if a, to your point, if a guy has some of those, my guy just want to go, you no, know, just want to get draws. He approaches a young lady, you know, no, you know, spits his little ABC game, and it don't work. He's done. He goes to the next one. Now, and to your point, as a woman, if you can see, if you see a simple guy give you ABC game, don't even talk to him. If you already know ABC game is ABC game, it's like, you know what? This dude it's got all the red flags. It's not that easy, Will. It's not that easy. As I said, you're not a woman. You don't hear the stuff they spit. Not everybody come with ABC games. There's people that do the psycholo deep psychological manipulation bullshit. 
there's some very smart guys out there. And because I've gone through enough, I'm kind of get to the point where I could pick up on certain things. But what about the young girls that haven't gone through a lot of the stuff and believe in this stuff? And as they get older, you learn to realize that, wait a minute, half these people don't mean you no good. So it's not that easy. It's not stupid and, and, and stuff for you to go, oh, God, that is so lame. No. What about the guy that comes and pretend to be the good guy and comes at you the right way and everything they tell you a good man is supposed to do, that's how he approach you. That's the technique he used. You can't decipher through that. By the time you realize it, he already got you. You already been with him maybe five, six, seven months. You already put your wall down. Okay, but let me say this, right? For the same reason you just said that, what about all those women who don't do that, who just say, I know he's coming with the bullshit, I know he's spitting the game, but either girl, he fine, he look good, he got a good job, he make money, all the extenuating circumstances that y'all women seem to get caught up in, and when you know deep down inside that this dude is not right for you, but you chose because there were other things that you were attracted to like you know the shiny ball you know ooh, he's fine he got a good car and and which i say to women these days why is a car still the the the, the thing that y'all judge men by these days i don't understand that but i'm but i'm not defending for those women i'm talking about good women that are played the game no but uh, by men discussion you gotta say okay for, yeah but but there's but when you it's gotta be somebody yeah, else that yeah but i'm coming from the the good woman that's dealing with bad men i can't speak for every woman if you're talking about certain things because some women gonna be gold diggers some women are whores so i'm not defending and i'm not gonna speak for the woman that is materialistic and not really focused on love i'm talking about the women that are focused on love I'm not talking about the girl that in some ways a couple steps below a gold digger that is just dealing with a man because she has another uh, agenda besides, you know, you know, her agenda is not really love. Her agenda is I'm going to put up with your bullshit. And while I'm doing it, I might pop a baby with you. But I really was in it for your money. I'm not talking about those women. I'm talking about women that actually sit there and said, I'm thinking this man means I'm good. And I think he he's trying to love me. And that's the woman that's kind. That's who I'm defending. I'm not talking about nobody. Else. So every but, man but, but, but. in your life that mean you some good is somebody you think you potential will to settle down with? No, no, no. I'm talking about when I see guys and they come at me, I say, look, I tell them what I'm looking for. A lot of them will go into the mode of I'm whatever you I think you're looking for. I don't ever deal with no guy that come at me and said, I'm just looking for ass at the moment. I appreciate you telling me you're looking for a fuck buddy, but I'm not interested to be a fuck buddy. So I'm talking about the ones that come at you and said, I'm looking to settle down because that's how I started off. If you're not going to come at me telling me you're looking to settle down, I don't want to be bothered with you. And that's the ones I'm talking about. They will come and play the role and feed you the bullshit when it don't mean none of it. But and unfortunately, I can't give you five and ten years to figure out you're full of shit. <laughs> okay, Quinn, anything you want to ask they will go jump it uh, to Clarissa real quick. Mm, no, like I said, I just have just struck out so many times that I'm just going to give the dating thing um, a break and I still feel the same that, you know, the representation of the, um, the marriage isn't really quite representing it well, you know, and that there's always outside factors that may be, you know, contributing. But um, for me, I just have had enough of the games or giving me an opportunity. You know, I'm I'm 40 years old and I'm, you know, like 
on something else and I'm, I don't feel like I have time we're, we're trying to get married at 60 again so <laughs> you know I don't want to really play the game and so I guess I'll just take a break from now so now I don't really have anything else to add okay Mario Mario yeah. Mario the reality is marriage and relationship is work and who the hell want to work if you're in a room where everybody says I'll come over here and give you instant gratification nobody wants to sign up for work and that's the problem Okay, so Clarissa, I'm gonna ask you this question, and even though you're already married, but just give me uh, a hypothetical thesis of how you feel about that. If Claudia is correct in her assumption by saying that it's work and nobody wants to work, what's the end-all be-all solution to this? Because you got a bunch of ships passing in the night with nobody really trying to connect. <laughs> um, I think. You know, I, I look at it a little differently because I know we're talking about kind of like having good men and bad men. I've seen a third scenario as well. I've seen good men that kind of exhibit good behavior all the time and they're just good good men. Then I've seen bad men that exhibit bad behavior all the time. And I've even seen, I would consider what's a good man that's exhibiting bad behavior at the time because he's not interested in the person he's dating or the person he's kicking it with or whatever and from the male perspective and you guys can probably chime in on this after and let me know your opinions I think some men have ADD while they're dating like oh I'm just on to the next one because they're not really that interested in that chick and then as time goes on if he is interested you find he's still around and that that's probably one way to weed it out is time. If you give enough time, eventually, if he has ADD and two months he's out, he's probably not honestly that into you, to be honest. And sometimes it takes time. Like I have friends that have told me, spend four seasons with the person at least before you're trying to go marry them or commit and you know be totally all in because after four seasons those guys that are not in it for the right reasons they're not going to be around in most cases you know um they won't even stick past one season so you're lucky if you get them to go four seasons but if you don't get them to go four seasons he's not the one for you he's not worth your time let him go (laughs) but we're we're not we're, we're not letting him go the problem is they're playing a role and you think you're in or you're in, in a situation, but then you realize you are just in a game. So you can't I control mean, a game that's not being played by you. I mean, that's true, but as and at one point you may call it really make a lot of sense that you no know, people don't understand relationships at work. And when it's work, it's not just work, it's work between the two people that's involved. It also work it, I put it like this. If somebody gave you a bowl full of rice and said, a bowl full of white rice and said, okay, I'll, I'll pay you $10,000, but you got to go through this bowl full of white rice and find the one piece of black rice in this bowl. A lot of times, that's the equivalent of trying to find a relationship. You're going to have to just go through and just, like, like, we, like we both said, there's plenty of bad women and bad men that each on the opposite side got to just sift through and just yeah, it sucks. I mean, I can't say nothing. It, it sucks. It's just, it's terrible. And I, I had a point in my life where I was like, when just no, no had enough. No, I, I've been married once before. So after I got divorced, I just said, you know what? I'm chilling. I'm that trying. I was married for seven years. You know what? I'm not trying to find anything. I'm not trying to find anybody. 
I'm just going to chill by myself, be happy by myself, recenter. And when I feel like getting back into the dating world, I will go back into the dating world. And I went back with a total to, to the to Christmas point, the fourth season. I got married in three months the first time around. That ain't even a whole season. And and it just did. Granted, we've both found successful relationships after the fact. But we both made a mistake. We just shouldn't have, we shouldn't have walked down the aisle when we did because we were just young and dumb and just didn't have any idea what life was. And that was just stupidity in its finest form. So I, I agree, though. Take, if you're frustrated, take time. Take time for yourself because it, it, it's going to help you recenter what you were trying to do. And like I said, take time. I said, Carissa and I dated for think over close to your over here before I even before I even know proposed and it was it was intentional it was just no let's try to get to know as much of each other as we can before we decide to take another step because you're still going to get to know the person even once you take that certain step you're going to learn different stuff I mean hopefully no the rest of your lives that you're going to be learning about each other back and forth but you know you have to take time to learn enough and if and that's gonna be times when like I said you invest six, eight months and realize, damn, I can't get that time back. You know what? It's just gone. It chalk it up to the game. It's gone. <laughs> I had it happen to me a couple of times, it's gone. You can't do nothing about it. Short of building a time machine, that time is gone. So and it's gonna happen. And you're gonna just from odds, you're gonna be unsuccessful more than you're successful. Cause generally speaking, once you're successful, you're done. You're finished. You won. So you're going to be unsuccessful more times you're successful just because of the nature of what you're trying to do and trying to find a soulmate. But I think okay. the point that we're trying to make is that, yes, we could take time and fix ourselves. We could fix ourselves perfectly. But the problem is who's fixing the people out there? And that's the focus of this conversation. It's not that the woman got issues and they need to fix themselves. It's the problem is. The group of black men, we need to focus on the fact that they need to change some of the stuff they're doing. Because if we go dig into a bowl of white rice to find one black one, you got to focus on the fact that there's a whole bunch of collateral damage that happens while you spending the time diving for the black one black rice. <laughs> okay, one black rice. I got you. Uh... <laughs> Okay, um, so with, with that being said, so Quinn, um, and this you before you, Kalada, Quinn says she's taking a break, she's, she's done, she's chilling, um, taking a break from love, and you say that you're constantly running on the hamster wheel, so you, you still feeling you want to pursue and keep looking for people, even though by your own admission, you say you keep running to a whole bunch of nothing. I've already taken my break. I, I went backwards and sat back and I looked at what I'm dealing with. And what I do now is I sit back and watch. And and I do have my guard up. I waited out to see if once you know it's a game gonna come, you're prepared for the game, then you could deal with it better. If a man comes along and he's not coming with a game and I'm sitting there watching, ready to play the game with him, and I realize, wait a minute, he's for real, then that's wonderful. But I'm still gonna have my guard up. Because you can only go so long and let people keep getting over you before eventually you, you change who you are. And that's what a lot of bitter black women 
are, they become change. So now I'm controlling the game. And if I find that the next person that comes in my life is not playing the game, then wonderful. He doesn't realize I was a couple steps ahead of him. I was screening him and he turned out to be good. And it's all good. But you have to be defensive. You have to sit back and say, look, I got to take the chance that this person is coming with a game. And as long as you're a couple steps ahead of them, then you have a better chance of not getting fucked over. Okay, so we're going to get ready to wrap this up. But I want to ask Quinn this and and, and definitely I want to ask all the ladies this. Let's just say we assume that the black man is, is, is the problem, hypothetically speaking. What would you say, Quinn, would be a step to take to fix the black man to get him to the point where you say he's not playing so many games and make him marriage material where you can, you know, feel like you want to spend the rest of your life with him? All right, Quinn, hold that question and we'll finish up after the break. This is Atlanta's new underground station. How you doing? This is Wood Harris. Hi, this is Jasmine Guy. What's going on in Atlanta? This is Clifton Powell. Hey, guys, it's Nisi Nash from TV Land's The Soul Man. This is Cat Williams. Check this out. This is your boy, Yarrell, from NEXT. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Lunell. What's up, ATL? It's your girl, Cannon Ken of Atlantic Records. Hi, I'm the Roger P. WBS 87 Atlanta. WAEN FM Atlanta. WBHH and on iHeartRadio. Home of the Beat Break Morning Show with Sean Garvey, DJ Rollum, and the Wake Up Ladies. Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. Street, street, street. Streaming online at BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Download the TuneIn app to hear Beat Break 87 FM on your mobile device and listen to the Beat Break Morning Show. Weekday mornings only on Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. What's up, ATL? Make sure that you check out the D Here Radio Show on Beat Break 87 and BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Hey, world, it's your man Precise, and I have great news. The Precise Music app is finally available for your iPhone, Android, and Blackberry through Amazon and other app stores. That's Precise Music. Music is spelled with a Z. Go get it for all things Precise. Powered by BlackVibes.com. I tried to put it off, but I can't. It's on me. Tried to blame the other man, but I can't. It's on me. Stay That's Precise Music. Music is spelled with a Z. We specialize in creating mobile apps for the entertainment industry. Go to bvmobileapps.com, click Get Started Now, create your account, choose your package, upload your content, and click Submit. BV Mobile Apps. Make it easy. Make it mobile. Listen to Beat Break 87 FM on the go. Download the Beat Break 87 FM app from the app marketplace. Including Amazon. Including Amazon. Google Play. And the App Store. View photos, videos, and Beat Break 87 shows on your mobile device. Download the Beat Break 87 FM app now for free. He has performed on stage in front of thousands of poetry lovers. He has sold out shows and rocked the crowd with the best poets in the industry. Welcome to the stage, spoken word artist, Patrick Duncan, better known as the Preacher Man. I am Benjamin T. Montgomery. I invented a vocal cover. I am the former president of South Africa, Nelson Mandela! Critically acclaimed spoken word artist, poet, writer, and the creator of Black on Purpose poetry TV series Wordplay. Patrick the Preacher Man Duncan is coming to a venue near you. Why is the only time we can come together as a nation? 
is when they're acts of insanity, chaos, or devastation. Stay tuned to Beat Break 87FM for updates on Patrick Duncan's upcoming arrival to your city. Visit cdbaby.com forward slash cd forward slash Patrick S. Duncan to order his latest album, What's Going On, available online, including CD Baby and iTunes. I want this high to have no affiliation to a political party. I want this high to be spiritual. For more info, go to BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Wake up weekday mornings to the Beat Break Morning Show and nod your head in bed to the 360 Mix Show. Weeknights on Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. This portion of Beat Break Radio is only suitable for mature audiences and not suitable for young audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Guys, we're back from the break, and we're going to finish this particular segment up with Do Black Women Still Respect Black Men? Let's get into it. Mm, I don't think it would be anything. I don't think it's a fixture for the men now because they are already grown. So 50 and 40-year-old men, I don't think are fixable. They that just would have to be something they would want to do themselves but for the future generations that's coming up. And these um, baby daddies would need to stay around or, you know. You know, quit donating their sperm, and as women would need to quit um, receiving sperm that's not really ours, borrowed sperm to have any. Mm-hmm. I just think the wedlock would need to really, really, really go down. I think, you know, Boys and Girls Club or something, even if they don't have role models in their lives, I just feel that a role model or better representation of marriage in general so they can see or they can know because a lot of these boys do not know how to. And I mean, they do have good mother. I'm not saying I. The mothers are not stepping up, but you still need to see the uncle or granddad or somebody else representing how to treat a a, um, a woman, you know, or if a mentor was to step up and, you know, show these men. But I think it's going to require these generation of good men that are married to, you know, be in a boys and girls club or make sure they nephews or, you know, knowing how to respect. Um, women, not just black women, but all women. And I just don't think we can really tackle the older generation. I don't have a solution. So I thought I just need to start. So that's why I start with my nephew and he gets checked real quick. So he opens the door for his little sister. He opens the door for his cousins. You know, he does, he does all that. So I start with him. I'm training these little ones that I have right here in front of me. And, you know, to make sure that, you know, no, that's not what you say or that's not what you do. Or we don't lay our hands. No, we don't lay our hands on on, you know, girls or women or whatever, because that's that. Okay. And Clarissa, I know this is kind of a shaded or loaded question for you. But hypothetically, if the men were the problem, what would you think might be a solution? I think a solution would be to, from an early age, build accountability for your actions, because I think people look at it this way. Like, let's say this guy is running over 10 women. He's not planning to marry any of those. So he's like, whatever happens, I'm just going to keep it moving. But in doing that, that man doesn't think about the fact that those women will be somebody's wife one day. And now that person and that woman ha- have to deal with all the crap and issues and baggage of what's happened to that woman. 
And even when he gets with his future wife, he's having to deal with all the baggage from her previous relationship. So it's kind of like a chain reaction. It's building accountability. You're accountable for things you do to people. And even though you may not see the effects of it today, there are effects to every single thing that you do. And I think just kind of teaching people at an early age, when you do X, Y, Z, this is what happens. This is the result. This is what this woman has to go through. This is what the therapy or whatever has to happen for her to be okay. If you teach someone that, then it's not just banging. You're sowing something into somebody's life, maybe just teaching the consequences of their actions early on. They might think twice before playing so many games. All right, we'll ask you this question, Carlotta, then we'll finish up uh, with Will. Go ahead, Carl. I think we have to stop, black men have to stop seeing the easiest and quickest power that they can have is the playing a game and and, and have being powerful and controlling sec- their sexuality with black women. I think they're wasting a lot of power, uh, or they think it's power. They're wasting a lot of time on playing games, and I think... We have lost touch with our own neighborhoods, our own environment. They're not really doing anything anywhere else. They're caught up in, let me use all my money to buy a car. Let me use my money to look good. And everything leads back to pussy and everything leads back to having power over this woman. They're distracted. They need to put all their energy into bettering themselves in other places and, and, and stop making getting over on a woman priority. Okay. All right, Will. I don't know if I have an answer because everyone says something that was decent and I'm going to parrot a lot of it. Just, you know, as a person, be prepared to invest in what you want to get back. I mean, if to Claus point, if all you're doing is trying to find something to bang, that's what you're going to find. That's what you're going to do. And you're not going to, you're not. Every seed you sow in that field is going to give you exactly what you want back, which is which is what you're going to get back. Drama, baby's mamas, baby mama's drama, slash tires, whatever you want to call it. That's what you're going to get from that field. So to my overall things to answer everything, that's it. Go sow the seeds you want to you want to get fruit from. If you want a husband or wife, sow the seeds for a husband or wife. And just know that. Those seeds are going to take time to grow. You know, you're going to water that seed for a while. You're going to look at it. It's going to look like that one little thing going away for a while because it's a better it's a better quality of tree you're going to get from it. Sure, you can grow the little rinky-dink seeds and just, you know, have stuff you want to have. But again, you, you're not you're not going to nurture yourself from it. You're not you're not getting food from it. You're getting, you know, you're getting snacks. You're not getting anything to feed, to feed your soul, your spirit. So if you. If you choose to, you know, to, to eat junk food all your life, you're gonna end up acquiring the junk food. So, I said, to my my advice is to black men, white men, men, women, black women, white women, whoever you want to look at. That's it. Look for what you want to get, and 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 be steadfast to that. Okay. Well, I just um, need to quit trying to find the weeds then because that's all I'm so finding is weeds. So maybe I'm just planting seeds in the wrong place. 
Yeah. No, I mean, no, to your point, there, there's a hell of a lot of weeds out there on both sides. A hell of a lot of weeds you got to cut okay. through. I mean, uh, so that's that's why I, that's why I get kind of passionate when I hear people say one side of is bad because the weeds are everywhere. And it's just like, damn, is there anything? Is there one nice tree I can go find? No, nope. okay. weeds every day. I'm well, so okay. it, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we we gonna wrap this up. The original um thing was that uh, marriages, black marriages, aren't failing because of financial issues. They're failing because black women find it in impossible to respect black men. But since we all generally conceded that that's kind of a loaded, not right question, so many other factors go into that. We kind of went all over the place and then explained some of the other factors and other things that contribute to that. But as far as to answer the question, I'll just keep this short and really quick. I just think growing up, to be totally honest with you, if you didn't have the right people in your life, like like me, didn't have a father and stuff like that in the hood, I never had not one single person come up to me and say what you should do when it comes to women is love, respect, settle down and do the right thing. Not one person ever told me that. All it was was taught to me was. Oh, you ain't smashing this and you ain't smashing that. Oh, you only got one girl. Oh, you need multiple, you know, women. And people tell you all the ways to do it, how to get them, how to shoot the game and all this. But nobody tells you how to how you should love her right, treat her right, hold her hand, open doors, you know, do all the things that help promote and enhance a productive relationship. And so since your basis for how you going out into the world and how you looking at women is flawed. That's all you're going to put forward is flawed things because your foundation wasn't right from the get go. And that's, I think, is the problem. You got to have people teaching young boys, young men right from the jump so that foundation can be right going forward. Because it takes a lifetime to undo nonsense that you've learned. And that's the God honest truth. It takes a long time to get a bunch of dumbness out your head. And once you come to the point that you realize that, wait, I listen to people who don't absolutely know a goddamn thing. And that's a humbling thing for you to come to realize was I base everything that I knew around people who don't know shit. So I think that's what Mario. But Mario, you keep saying people. We got to call it what it is. You need these black men to start being being daddies in their kids lives. That's the problem. Bring them back and you don't have to be with the woman. Come back in your kids' lives and raise your kids properly and teach them how to be a man. And maybe a lot of the problems will go away. I mean, that's true. That's a whole nother podcast. It is except trying to get the fathers back into the home. And, and, and I don't want to even get into that where, where we just because there's a lot of great black fathers out there doing what they were supposed to do. But as I always say, it's just not enough of them. All right, well, guys, we want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Random Select Podcast. It's the podcast that's all about thought-provoking talk, and I definitely want to thank the panelists that took time out of their day to uh, join the show. Uh, I want to thank Carlotta. I want to thank Quinn. I want to thank Clarissa, and I want to thank the Frost Giant, my big homie, Will. Um, Definitely appreciate you guys. I definitely appreciate you guys, but we're going to transition into something different. Ladies, this is strictly for you. Let me know if you know this type of guy. You know, the type of guy that's always making excuses. Hey, what's going on, baby? You know I love you, right? Yeah, but I got to work tonight, so I'm going to have to cancel us going out. Yeah, yeah, I know it was a big day. I know it's been a while since we hung out. 
And I was so looking forward to it. But what are you going to do, baby? The boss said, I got to work. Yeah, I'm just tore all up about it. But you know what? But you know what? Don't even worry about it, baby. I'm going to make it up to you. The next time we go out, I'm going to take you somewhere real nice and fancy. I'm going to let you do a little shopping before we go. I might even get you something to go on your neck and your wrist. You know, do it real big for my baby. I promise you, I'm going to make this up to you, you know. But baby, I just want to let you know I, I love you, baby. And I'm going to talk to you later. Uh, tell you what, don't don't even wait up for me, you know what I mean? I'll call you in the morning, you know, because I know you're tired and you be working and stuff like that. So don't even worry yourself about it. But I'm going to make it up to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who loves you, baby? Who got your back? I'm your boy, you know what I mean? So I'm going to get on back in here and get to work, baby. But um, I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? I'm going to make it up to you, girl. Hi. He always got them f***ing excuses. 17. Messages. An inmate at Albemarle Charlottesville Regional Jail. This call may be recorded at any time. To accept the charges, dial a 3. To decline the charges, dial 9 or hang up now. Yeah, what's up, baby? Yeah, them damn police done got me again, baby. And I ain't even do nothing this time. You know what I'm talking about? All I had was a little bag of weed on me, you know, them pills, you know. I ain't really, you know, they ain't nothing. You know, they gonna pull me over for an illegal search. You know, I was doing the speed limit, you know. They just pulled me over because I'm black. You know what I'm talking about? They always trying to get a brother, man. I'm tired of getting locked up over the same old stuff, man. You know, they still processing brothers over weed, you know what I'm talking about? But... You know, I was wondering, baby, can you, you know, can you come bail me out again? I know this like the third or fourth time, baby, but I'm telling you, when I get out, I'm a, I'm a, I gotta do something different. I'm gonna make a change. And uh, I'm, I'm tired of getting locked up. Tired of being in here with these fools, you know what I mean? I mean, but I promise you this time when I get out, even though I know I don't say it before, I'm, I'm going to get right. You know, I'm going to leave that weed alone, baby. I ain't going to pop no more of them pills. I'm going to stop all that drinking. I'm going to get my license together. You know, I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to get it right, baby. I, I, I promise, you know what I mean? You know, but, you know, you don't got nobody that you can borrow that money for to come on and get me out. Yeah, they say I could sign my own bill, my own bun out on Monday, but, I mean, I want to get out right now, you know what I mean? Plus, little Earl having that party, you know, and we said we were coming to it, you know, and I don't, we don't want to let him down. That's my boy, you know what I mean? So, baby, come on, baby, get, pick up the phone, baby. I, I, I know, I know, I said I was gonna get right, baby, but can you please pick up the phone? You know, and when you get that little money to bail me out, see, can you borrow a little extra to go get the car at the pound? You know what I mean? Because we, we got to have a way to get to the to the party. You got to be able to go to work. Yeah, and I know I took your car without asking, baby, but, you know, you, you got to have it to go to work. So when you get that little bail money, get some extra money. Maybe you can get it from your daddy to get the car out, too. All right? And uh, I'm going to call you back in a little bit, you know, when all of you other food get off this phone. Okay, baby? Bye. He always got them excuses. That's my husband. He didn't tell you that. He was married. Yeah, what's up, baby? You say you want to talk to me. Talk to me about what? You call some girl. She said that she know me. 
she said that I ain't tell her that I was married. Baby, I don't even know what you're talking about. You saw the number in my phone. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. The only possible thing that that could possibly be is that last week, some girl called my phone and asked to speak to Robert. I told her she had the wrong number. And that's about it right there. That's the only you know number I don't recognize called my phone last week. It shows that my phone called that number ten times. Now, girl, you know good and well I got this metro. And they be acting up at times. The only thing that possibly could have happened with that is that when I called her. I mean, not me when I called her. I'm sorry. When she called me to ask to speak to Robin, I told her she had the wrong number. I must have put my phone back in my pocket and they must have butt dialed her a couple times. You know, you know how them phone be doing. Like if you don't, you know, close the screen out all the way and stuff, it'll, it'll do that, you know. And plus, you know, this Metro, it be tripping. You know, it about time for me to get me another phone anyway, baby. Cause you know, I ain't got no time for that. All I do is go to work and come back home. I ain't got no time for them extramarital affairs. All I do is love you, baby. You know, I, I mean, so I don't even know what she talking about. She she explained what type of car I drive. Now, you know good and well my cars drove by a lot of people. You know how many people got my car? My same, you know, Dodge Charger that's frost blue with the LED lights that match with their name, with my name engraved into the headrest and my vanity place that say cold one. You know how many guys out there got that same car with the same lights, same color, same initials in the headrest, and same vanity plate? Come on now. You know that's a normal car. You know? Everybody got that. You know what I'm talking about? So, baby, come on. I would never do anything like that to make you feel like I'm stepping out there. You've been good to me, baby girl, and I ain't got no time for nothing like that. You said she described my tattoo. Now, you know how many brothers out there got their mama name tattooed on their arm. You know what I mean? You know how many people mama named Mary? You know, that could be anybody, baby. Come on. She just giving you all this general stuff. That could be anybody. And you just falling for it, baby. You know what? To be perfectly honest, you know I wouldn't do nothing like that. But I feel that for you to even bring that to me like that, that's disrespectful to me. You know, I, I I feel that that ain't even right. You you disrespected me by thinking that I would do something like that. You letting some woman who don't even know you call here and tell you that I've been cheating with them. I've been unfaithful. You gonna let her ruin what we got? You gonna let her tear down the walls of this house because of some stuff she said? Matter of fact, you know what? I can't even deal with this. I, I, I'm going to go. You know what I mean? I'm going to go take me a walk. I'm going to go take me a, a a ride or something because I can't even deal with this type of stuff right here. And that, this, this pressure too much on me. You know what I mean? So when you think you feel like you were ready to apologize for, to me for doing some stuff like that, you call me on my cell. You know, I'm out. He always got them excuses. So what's what's going on here is you are fired. You know, in in the future, I'd I'd really expect you to to keep your bull out of your workplace. Hey, baby, I got some bad news. Yeah, they done fired me up at that job, man. They done fired me. What do you mean again? That ain't the type of thing you're supposed to say to me. What do you mean again? You're supposed to feel bad for me that I got fired. Yeah, I know it's been the third job in like 
two months, but you know they be tripping at these jobs. You know they don't want they they don't want a black man to get ahead. They don't want a brother to do nothing. You know they love to try to tell me what my job is. You know and when I first got that job, I know what the job description was. They ain't gonna have me up in here doing two and three people job, and and working me to death. You know when they be tripping about you coming back. You know on time. You could be one. Two minutes late, 15 at the most, and they be tripping out. It's just 15 minutes, you, you know what I'm talking about? And they be acting like, you know, they, they timekeepers or something up in here. Yeah, you know, um, I, I be, you know, I done missed a few days. I clock in a little late, but what I do is I stay on the clock a little longer to make up for it, you know? And he always talking about my attitude and, and how I talk to people. And I'm not a team player. I'm always off doing my own thing. Look, baby, I know we had some plans to go on, on a trip. And I'm going to be a little short on my half for the rent this month. And I'm going to be a little short for the light bill, the car insurance, uh, the car note. But you got that good job, baby. You, you can handle it all till I can get back up on my feet. You know what I mean? And I'm going to need a little... I'm, I'm gonna need a little gas money from you, you know what I mean? So I can, uh, start back looking for jobs. What do you mean I ain't find this job? What do you mean you got me this job? Yeah, it don't matter how I got the job, baby. I, I got the job. I mean, yeah, it took me a year the last time to find me a job, but that's okay. You know what I'm saying? As long as I found me one. What do you mean you can't do this no more? Didn't I find me a job? I ain't that one of them brothers who don't like to work and who like to let a woman take care of me. You know, I got pride just like everybody else. You know what I mean? I, I, I ain't like that. You know, I can't sit around the house just playing them video games and stuff like that. I don't know what you're saying to me. You know, that's why I just said you got to give me some money so I can go out and put some gas in the car and find me a job. I'm going to need some money to buy me an outfit to look for the job. And, of course, you can't have an outfit without the matching hat. And I'm going to need some shoes to go with it so I can look, you know, real presentable. Because, your, you know, your first impression is your best impression. So, uh, other than that, I'm straight. I don't need nothing else from you. From you. you know, I'm going to need a little money to get some lunch when I'm out there on the grind like that. You know what I mean? And then after a long day of work, I might need a couple bucks to get me a couple beers to, to chill out after looking for a job. Because you know how that could be all stressful and stuff. But other than that, girl, I don't need nothing from you because I'm a man and I hold my own. You know what I'm saying? And I promise you, when I get back on my feet, I'm going to do all those things that I promised you. Yeah, we're going to start looking for that house. Yeah, I'm going to get you a new car too, girl. You know what I mean? I'm going to do everything, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, but I, but like I said, I'm going to be a little short on that rent, on that light bill, on that car insurance card note. You know, I'm going to have a little, you know, issue putting a little groceries in the, in the house this, this month. But, you know, once I get that little check and that unemployment start coming in, I get, I get, I think 25 weeks of unemployment. So that should hold me over till I can find me another job. I should find a job before the 25 weeks is up. Why would I do that? They're going to give me 25 weeks of free money. You know what I mean? It may not be as much as I would make while I'm out there working, but hey, look, it's a job. You know, it's money coming in. You know what I mean? And plus, they ain't going to work me to death. I deserve to sit at home for 25 weeks. You know what I mean? So, I mean, but after those 25 weeks up, I'm telling you, I'm going to be get on the grind. I'm going to get on the grizzle. Now, the money you're going to give me during those 25 weeks, I'm just going to stack so I can kind of save it for those 25 weeks, you know. And the money that I get from my unemployment, I'm going to help use that to pay the bills. You know what I mean? 
So I'm going to be home in a little bit, you know what I mean? And we'll finish talking about it. Let me go on and clear out my desk and stuff, you know, for the people tripping. They talking about having security walk me out all because I might have raised my voice and cussed a little bit. But let me get up out of here. All right, I'll holler at you when I get home, baby. He always got them excuses. This podcast was done talking to the fellas. Talking to those fellas who are constantly making excuses why they can't get ahead, why life is so hard, why everybody's always down on them. Be the type of man that is a man of his word. You know, be the type of man who says what he does and does what he say. Let your word mean something. Because at some point, your woman's going to wake up and realize she's not in love with you. She's been in love with your ghost. And what I mean by that is she's in love with the ghost of what you once were or she's been loving and chasing the ghost of what she thought you were. And when she wakes up, ultimately, that's when she reaches that point where she says she can't do this anymore. And we all know excuses are just lies that haven't grown up yet. And when those lies become full grown, it's a bad place to be in a relationship. You know how satisfying and how beautiful it is to look in a woman's eyes and know that she trusts you beyond anything that she sees. It's almost heavenly like God like to know that a woman trusts you that much. But on the flip side of that, it's a real damaging thing to know that once a woman trust is gone, you can never get it back. Not 100% completely and fully. She may eventually forgive you because that's what women women do. Their hearts are beautiful. But the trust will never, ever be the same. So ultimately, stop making excuses. If you can't get it done, own up to that too and say, Hey, look, I can't make it happen right now, but eventually I will make it happen. And then eventually you do make it happen. And at the end of the day, don't be the type of man where your woman says this about you. Alright guys, we're up against the break. I definitely hope you enjoyed this particular segment. Um, definitely hope you're the type of guy that don't make a lot of excuses. Um, excuses really ain't good. Try to be the man you say you want to be. You know what I mean? Make your word mean something. Stand by your word. Make your word be your bond, you know? Um, once again, guys, thank you for tuning in to the Random Select Podcast. It's the podcast that's all about thought-provoking talk. If you like what you're hearing, guys, please share um, let the world know, let your friends know, let your co-workers know. Um, I hope you're enjoying us uh, at work, whether you're sitting in traffic, you're getting your workout in, or you're just at the house. Thank you for tuning in. You can go to the website, website um, that's going to be BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Click on the links. It'll take you to the Listen Live button, take you to TuneIn Radio, take you to iHeartRadio Speaker. Download the Beat Break mobile app. And um, everything will be great, guy. So um, we're going to head into the break. You're on Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break Radio FM. And it's where talk and music lives. Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. Hi, this is Clifford English, your host and producer of The Gospel Train. Join me every Sunday right here on Beat Break 87 FM Radio. 
You will be encouraged. You will be equipped. You will be educated. You will be entertained. All while hearing the best in gospel music. Don't miss your connection with the gospel train right here on Beat Break 87 FM Radio. BeatBreakRadioFM.com We specialize in creating mobile apps for the entertainment industry. Go to BVMobileApps.com, click Get Started Now, create your account, choose your package, upload your content, and click Submit. BV Mobile Apps. Make it easy. Make it mobile. Hey world, it's your man Precise, and I have great news. The Precise Music app is finally available for your iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry through Amazon and other app stores. That's Precise Music. Music is spelled with a Z. Go get it for all things Precise. Powered by BlackVibes.com. Stay in tune. That's Precise Music. Music is spelled with a Z. He has performed on stage in front of thousands of poetry lovers. He has sold out shows and rocked the crowd with the best poets in the industry. Welcome to the stage, spoken word artist, Patrick Duncan, better known as the Preacher Man. I am Benjamin T. Montgomery. I invented a vote for I am the former president of South Africa, Nelson Mandela! Critically acclaimed spoken word artist, poet, writer, and the creator of Black on Purpose poetry TV series Wordplay. Patrick the Preacher Man Duncan is coming to a venue near you. Why is the only time we can come together as a nation? It's when there are acts of insanity, chaos, or devastation. Stay tuned to Beat Break 87FM for updates on Patrick Duncan's upcoming arrival to your city. Visit cdbaby.com forward slash cd forward slash Patrick S. Duncan to order his latest album, What's Going On, available online including CD Baby and iTunes. I want this high and have no affiliation to a political party. I want this high to be spiritual. For more info, go to BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Break 87 FM wants to help you get the word out on your next community event. Hey, do you have an upcoming public service announcement that you want listeners to know about? Well, email us the info to psabeatbreak87 at gmail.com so we can help spread the word. That's psabeatbreak87 at gmail.com. If your event flyer has the words nonprofit, community, support, charity, and just describes everything about helping our community, please share the special event right here on Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. When it comes to hip-hop, R&B, and talk radio, no one does it better than Beat Break 87 FM. This portion of Beat Break Radio is only suitable for mature audiences and not suitable for young audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I think every chick should date another chick before they get married. Calm down, ladies. It's not to recruit you. (laughs) Just to help you realize how fucking crazy you really are. You date you, and I guarantee you have a perfect straight marriage after that. Real. 
And I say that because my chick, she try to catch me cheating, and I think she forget I'm a female. Because I come in the house, and she looking at me like, who panties are these? I'm like, mine, <laughs> Why are you looking through my drawers? <laughs> she only do stuff you can only do in a straight relationship. Like, I remember going to bed one night, and she's like, baby, I got cramps. Could you go to the store and get me some chocolate and ice cream? I started my cycle. It's like, bitch. Me too. You didn't know this relationship put us on the same cycle? Now, won't you go to the store and get us some chocolate and ice cream? All right, guys, welcome back into the Random Select Podcast. I am your host, uh, right here on Beat Break 87 FM. Um, you just heard a lady who pretty much said that. You know, women would have better relationships if they could date themselves before they actually got into a relationship with a man, you know, because sometimes y'all women just don't realize how difficult sometimes you guys can be. But because the narrative in society and just us men in general has made it to the point where it's easy just to blame us and for everything that uh, goes on because, you know, we're always considered to be the dog. All we want is one thing but sometimes not all women but sometimes y'all don't realize just how difficult you guys can be when it comes to being in a relationship because for one reason or another you guys have preset things built inside you guys head as to how a relationship should be how a man should treat you and what you feel you deserve inside a relationship and i'm not knocking any of that because you feel you know you you, you if you feel you deserve something then by all means go after go after what you feel you deserve but i'm saying it from the standpoint that sometimes the things that you guys have in your heads the expectations y'all have sometimes be unrealistic instead of meeting a person that's right for you right for your life or right for your situation or that you feel something good or strong about we go by what the fairy tale tells us we should be looking for i mean men do it too i'm not just putting this off on you women you know but a lot of times women still go by the fairy tale uh knight and shining armor thing that the books is telling us about uh prince charm and romeo and things of that nature instead of dealing with the real world and how men really are and how things really are you know you'll come and say i want a guy who just you know it's just the kindest nicest caring and he's so attentive to my needs and he he understand what's going on and and he's just so thoughtful and he looks for uh, every chance he gets to, to, to please me and, and to be romantic and things of that nature, right? But what I've learned over time from living real life and dealing with women is that women know how to definitely receive romance and affection and stuff like that because they're so used to being the object of affection. They don't realize that a lot of times they don't know how to give it back. And I know you're going to say some women are going to say, well, I do, but do you really think about some of your past relationships or your current relationship that you're in right now. You guys are so used to being the the the, the object of so much affection that y'all think that what a man's supposed to do is come out to you and woo you and do this for you, rub your feet, do all of this, you know, uh, uh, be romantic and stuff. But what I've learned is a lot of women don't know how to re- reciprocate it. A lot of women know how to receive romance on February 14th. But a lot of them don't give it. They just sit back and wait for the man to do whatever, you know. But 
you guys have been taught that the most valuable thing that you guys bring to the table as far as a man go in a relationship go is sex. So if I give him sex, therefore he must fall in line and act accordingly. When y'all got to understand for us, sex is definitely not the most important thing in the relationship as far as what we think y'all provide for us. Yes, we want it. And we think about it 24-7 and we constantly want it all day long. But y'all women got to understand sex is not what keeps a man faithful, not what keeps a man at home, not what, what, what make a man do right. For some men, it will. But ultimately, we've seen women do everything for a man and he still cheats. You, you understand what I'm saying? So. The bottom line is this. You guys should take some time. And, 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 and I wish we could do an experiment and be in a relationship with you and see how you are. And then maybe it'll change your perspective on how things work and, and how you guys see relationships. And, 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 and I wish it could be turned around and saying could be done for guys. I wish guys could be in a relationship with themselves. And then you go, ugh. I didn't know you was that filthy. I didn't know you was such a nasty bastard. <laughs> you know, and then you'd be like, all right, I, I, I might need to change some things about me because, um, yeah, I dated me and I didn't even like me, you know, and I think that would be a really good experiment. Somebody need to make a movie like that where, you know, people date themselves and realize that is this is is this how I am? Because a lot of times we could see other things. We could look in the mirror and see other people faults, but we can't see our own. That's just the way the universe made us, you know. So um, I, I don't want to stay on this too long. I just want to say I wish women could date themselves and sometimes uh, to see that it's not the walk in the park that you guys think it is. You guys are not the, you know, bell or the ball that you think you are. Some of you are, are aren't just aren't you got plenty of good women out there but you got so many women out there who has blinders on you know can't see the forest for the trees can't see themselves for who they really are <laughs> all right with that being said we're gonna transition into this um next clip i want to uh, play you guys a little inspirational thing by will smith really quick it's not long or anything like that but he makes some very very valid points and then we'll talk about it um after the clip I was just uh, having a debate with a friend of mine and we got stuck on the difference between fault and responsibility. And she kept talking about how something was somebody's fault, it's somebody's fault. I was like, it really, it don't matter whose fault it is that something is broken if it's your responsibility to fix it. For example, it's, it's not somebody's fault if their father was an abusive alcoholic. But it's for damn sure their responsibility to figure out how they're going to deal with those traumas and try to make a life out of it. It's not your fault if your partner cheated and ruined your marriage, but it is for damn sure your responsibility to figure out how to take that pain and how to overcome that and build a happy life for yourself. And responsibility do not go together. It sucks, but they don't. When something is somebody's fault, we want them to suffer. We want them punished. We want them to, to pay. We want it to be their responsibility to fix it. But that's, that's not how it works, especially when it's your heart. Your heart, your life, your happiness is your responsibility and your responsibility alone. As long as we're pointing the finger and, and, and stuck in whose fault something is, 
we're jammed and trapped into victim mode. When you're in victim mode, you are stuck in suffering. The road to power is in taking responsibility. Your heart, your life, your happiness is your responsibility and your responsibility alone. It took me a long time to get to the point where I could truly understand this. Because, you know, I know you guys have heard me say plenty of times on these podcasts, my mom was a single mom and I grew up without a father, you know, without my dad. I didn't meet my father until I was 33 years of age, you know, and I went through life like, didn't he care about me? You know, didn't he care about his baby boy? Didn't he want me? Didn't he, you know, just, you know, just cared about my well-being? Why didn't he love me? Don't you want me? You know, you go through all of those type of things, right? And that's a hard admission for a grown man to admit once he get old. As a child, you don't really think about it. But as a grown man, you know, all this stuff festering and you had anger and you have resentment and you don't know why you get in trouble in school. You don't know why, you know, you you, you, you can't f uh, form a bond with anybody. You know, your friendships ain't right because you don't trust anybody because you always got in the back of your mind. If my father don't want me, he'll leave me. Won't nobody else be here. So I never trusted teachers, counselors, anybody, coaches or anything like that because I always felt that at any given moment. If my father left me, anybody can bail. So therefore, I will not let my shield down, not let my wall down and not let, not let anybody on side on the other side of the fence. As they say, I would not let anybody inside the Emerald City. As far as I was con concerned, that was for me and me only. The only person that could get inside that wall was my mom, you know. But so I had a lot of things going on that I just could not understand because I wasn't able to understand. But what he said is something that I gained an understanding and gained a knowledge of over the years. Because my father left me and made me feel a certain way was not my fault. Right. It was not my fault because I had no role to play in that whatsoever that's a decision that he made that was something that happened between him and my mother it was not my fault at all it took me a lot of years to understand that i had nothing to do with that decision but it is my responsibility to get over that it is my responsibility to to make sure that I'm right and I be there for my kids. I be there for my wife. I be there for my family, be there for, for my friends if need be. It is my responsibility to not wear that around my neck like an albatross, like a like a rope. It's not it's my responsibility to make sure I get over that. It's my responsibility to make sure that I don't let that mental scar linger and fester and become scar tissue. And I use that as a crutch, as a hindrance to the rest of my existence and the rest of my life that's my responsibility it took me forever to get to that point you know it took me a long time to realize that that's my responsibility you know and i don't understand why some people can't get to that point yeah people hurt you and yeah leave scars and yeah it's going to be a hindrance on your life and yeah it hurts sometimes yeah you have your moments where you're alone crying in the dark and it hurts i understand it been there 
You know, I had those moments where uh, the kids would, you know, uh, pick at me and, and, and talk about me and just say, Mario ain't got no dad. You know, I've told the story a thousand times, you know, when Christmas and holidays come around and everybody going to see their dads and stuff, you know, and people would say, Mario, you going to see your dad? And everybody would be like, Mario ain't got no dad. And everybody would laugh. And which is funny because every other person that would be laughing didn't have a father in their life either. So it was totally my responsibility once I became of age and once I became a, an adult and understood what was going on, what what the dynamics of my hurt and my pain was. It was my responsibility to get over it for the simple reason I had kids, I had a wife. I had a lot of things going on where people depended on me. So I had to make sure above all else that I understand that I got to put this past me. I can't keep walking around saying the reason that I'm hurting you, baby, is because my father wasn't there for me. And therefore, I got to pass the hurt on. The reason I'm abusing you kids and the reason I can't be there or be committed to you kids is because my father hurt me and he wasn't there for me. So therefore, this pain, I should spread this uh, absence to you not being there for you. I should give it to you. No, it's not my fault. That he decided to be the way he w he was. Now, we've long since developed a relationship since then. We've talked. We've hashed some things out. And I forgive him and I love my dad. You know, and I understand. But it took time for me to get there. You know, it wasn't an overnight thing. It wasn't an overnight sensation, as people like to say. It didn't happen in a week. It took time for me to actually get to the point where I could say, okay, you know what? I understand what the problem is. I understand where we at. I understand where we came from and I understand where we were. I look him in the eyes and say, I forgive you. Because if I don't let that go, it's going to hinder everything that I do from that point forward. You got to let it go. You got to understand that he made whatever decisions he made for his life at the particular time. Now, this is your time to make the decision that you're going to make for your life at this particular time. And the decision that I made was I'm not going to harbor any ill will. I'm going to let it go because it's my responsibility to get over that and heal me. It's not my fault. He made the decision to abandon me and my mom. And then don't even hold it because I can understand you leaving your your your, your girlfriend. You don't have to be the, be the, uh, be in a relationship with your girlfriend, but don't abandon your kid. See, that wasn't my fault, and I didn't understand it, didn't realize it, and didn't accept that until I was a well until I was well grown. I was an adult. That wasn't my fault, but it was my responsibility to get myself to a point where I get over that. I heal. And I move on and I be better than he was for my family and my situation. You understand? All right. We're going to move on to the next subject, guys. Um, I've never been a big LeBron James fan, you know. Uh, but over the past couple of years, I have because seeing the things that he do off the court, more so than the things he do on the court, made me become a fan. And so now he sits down and he talks with a friend of his and he talks about how he passed up $10 million as a 17-year-old kid. And I think that coming from a poor background, um, it t took a, 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 a guy who understood where he was going to do a thing like that. So listen to this. 
I was lost for words at the, at the beginning. I mean, shit, we flew in. I flew in from Akron, Ohio, yeah. from Spring from Hill, Spring like, from, the projects. from the projects. I mean, our rent is like $17 a month. <laughs> exactly. And now I'm looking at a $10 million check. That you can leave with. Yeah, and go to high school and go back to the classroom the next the day. Next Being a, like a, a first-generational moneymaker in the household is a scary thing. And for 18-year-old, I go from being sitting in the classrooms in May, graduating high school, to being a multimillionaire a month later, you know, in June. Say, from when we were kids, I mean, I was thinking about these as I was preparing for this, that we dealt with this on like a high level. All of a sudden, we were in this... Like, for me, it was like, holy shit, now we're in this room, and this shit is real. It's not like I had that moment. We were sitting in that room at Reebok, and Paul Fireman was very smart. He said to you, you know, I know you're going to go see Nike and Adidas, but I'm going to offer you $10 million today if you don't go see them and shake my hand. Right. He offered, he wrote you a $10 million check in that room, and you turned it down. I can't say I would have turned it down. I, I mean, I think in the room, I said, yo, let's take this check and get the hell out of here. But you turned it down. Was it, So what was that th thinking? Do you do you remember what right. you were thinking and why you did it? Right. I mean, I remember, first of all, it was a, the, one of the longest damn tables I've ever the seen in my life. The longest table, ballroom yeah, table yeah, it was one ever. of the longest ballroom tables I've ever seen in my life. And um, I had no idea what he was doing at the other end of the table. I just seen him writing. Yep. Yeah. And uh, he was talking, had his head down. He was making sure he didn't get anything wrong on that <laughs> on that check. And when he slid it down there and he said, listen, if you take this right now, you know, you just promised me you won't go talk to Nike or Adidas. You know, you can take this right now. And and, and I was... You were going to homeroom the next morning. I was going to homeroom the next morning. So I'm like, holy shit. That's my first initial thing. And then I... I for some odd reason, I started thinking, like, if this guy, which is a, he's a great guy, too. Smart still love guy. him to this day. He's Smart an unbelievable guy. guy. But if he's willing to give me a $10 million check right now, what is it to say that Nike or Adidas is not willing to give me 20 or 30 you know, up front? You know, or to say that maybe the upfront money is not even the biggest thing. You know, maybe let's start thinking about the back end. You know, and, you know, I've always... You know, and that comes from, you know, my uncles as well. Just, you know, never put all your eggs in one basket, you know, and give give it an opportunity. Give people an opportunity to, to say what they what they got to, to pitch themselves. And, you know, we all we always say, listen, we're going to hear all three companies. We want to hear all three companies, what they have to say, you know, what's their plan. And um, I can't I still can't believe I left that. 10 I can't now. believe it. Got to give LeBron James credit being able to take care of this you know being able to say that i'm gonna keep my options open because can you imagine coming from somewhere where as he said you're getting seven you're, you're paying 17 dollars a month for rent you're coming from uh the the ghetto you're coming from the hood and somebody sits down and put a 10 million dollar check in front of you and I'm telling you, you got to give a man credit, no matter what you think about his on-court antics or, you, you know, the whole decision to go to Miami made it so theatrical and all of that. You can say what you want to say. But now that I know that this man had the wherewithal to turn down $10 million as a 17-year-old kid because he knew where he was going, he knew that bigger things were on the horizon for him is to me it's simply amazing truly amazing no matter what you want to say about brun brun 
you know, King James or whatever you want to call him. He had the ability to say, if this man right here, as smart as he may be and how much he may respect the man, is willing to give me $10 million right here, right now, not to talk to uh, Nike or Adidas, means that I'm worth a lot of money. Means that when I go see Nike and um, Adidas, I have a bargaining chip. I can literally say the guy from Reebok put $10 million on the table, said that if I don't go talk to you guys, hey, look, um, I got 10, no matter if y'all try to lowball me, I got $10 million over there waiting for me. And just to be able to not be able to do it at that particular time. Uh, you know, cause you know, he got to be chomping at the bit. See, ten million dollars, his head must have been ringing. His head must have been spinning, just knowing that his life, no matter if he ever made it in the NBA or did anything, from that point forward, that ten million dollars gonna set him straight. But somewhere along the way, um, he said his uncle promised, made him promise, or he just said that he was gonna take all the offers in. You got to give him credit. No matter what you think about him, you got to give him credit because so many people who are not in his situation would have took that money. You know, like he said, he's a first generational wealthy person in his family and it comes does come with a lot of responsibility. When you become the first person to get a decent job in your family, it becomes a big responsibility because everybody got their hand out. So you don't even have to get the generational wealth like he's accumulated that he's garnered from his NBA contracts, from his sponsorships and things of that nature. You could you could work at the post office in the black community, and that's a great job, better than everybody else. So everybody assume you always you know, making money and you and, and, and they looking for you to be the handout person, looking for you to take care of everybody. Any hardship story that comes down the pipe is going to land on your doorsteps. Soon as you start making money, your friends and family problems become your problems. And that's the God honest truth. That's the way things work, because that's how people see it. You know, like if you make it, people who knew you and who grew up with you, your family assumed that they made it, too. And there's nothing wrong with taking care of your peeps. There's nothing wrong with taking care of your family. But sometimes you got to understand who's really in it for you and who's just in it for the things and the perks that come along with the position that you've acquired or, or, or the place that you're going. Because a lot of people do not support you in what you're doing on your journey there. Once you get there, though, everybody is going to be trying to get there. But nobody can support you or see your journey and, 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 and try to discourage you on your path there. And that's the same thing like with me doing the podcast now that I, you know, made it to beat break 87 FM. People still don't support. I got people that's been my friends for 20 years, you know, truth be told, longer than 20 years since I've been in elementary schools. Never once probably clicked on the podcast. Never once came over to beat break 87 to listen. But that's okay though, because you can't expect everybody to 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 be passionate about what you do, passionate about your dreams. As long as you keep that passion for and you keep going toward what you know you're going toward, you got to be okay with that. Because there's going to be a lot of people that's not going to be able to see where you're going. And that's okay because you don't need them to see where you're going. You don't want them freeloading on the train. No way. You want them to get off early so you ain't got to worry about them asking for you, asking for nothing later on. So I used to take it personal, but you can't take it personal because you can't get mad at somebody because they can't see something. Because their mind is not open up to it. Their intellectual level is not to the point where... Uh, they could see what's going on with you. 
Some people are absolutely positively comfortable with where they at. And a lot of times they're at the bottom. You'll be amazed at how many people are comfortable at comfortable with being at the bottom. And that's the God down the truth. A lot of people are comfortable where they at and you can't do anything about it. But I just wanted to say I'm so proud of, of LeBron for being able to see the big picture and understand what his place is going to be and where he going and how everything is going to play out. Big respect, big kudos to LeBron. All right, guys. Um, don't forget, guys, if you love, uh, you like what you're hearing from the Random Select Podcast, go ahead and download the Beat Break mobile app so you can catch the shows on demand. Don't forget the shows do repeat um, nightly from 10 to 12 p.m. So if you miss it right now, you can definitely tune back in at that particular time. Um, also go to beatbreakradiofm.com and check out all the links and check out what's going on there. Uh, that way you can find out uh, where you can catch us at. Definitely uh, download the TuneIn app so you can catch us streaming live 24-7, guys. With that being said, spread the word. All right, guys, this is going to wrap up today's show. I want to thank you guys for spending your Friday with me. You're inside the Random Select Podcast. I am your host, Mario. It's the podcast that's all about thought-provoking talk right here on Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you right back here on Monday. All right? Peace. This is Atlanta's new underground station. How you doing? This is Wood Harris. Hi, this is Jasmine Guy. What's going on, Atlanta? This is Clifton Powell. Hey, guys, it's Nisi Nash from TV Land's The Soul Man. This is Cat Williams. Check us out. This is your boy, Yarrell, from NEXT. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Lunell. What's up, ATL? It's your girl, Cannon Ken of Atlantic Records. Hi, I'm the Roger P. WBS 87 Atlanta. WAEN FM Atlanta. WBHH and on iHeartRadio. The home of the Beat Break Morning Show with Sean Garvey, DJ Rolo, and the Wake Up Ladies. Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. Street, street, street. Streaming online at BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Download the TuneIn app to hear Beat Break 87 FM on your mobile device and listen to the Beat Break Morning Show. Weekday mornings only on Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. What's up, ATL? Make sure that you check out the D Here Radio Show on Beat Break 87 and BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Hey, world, it's your man Precise, and I have great news. The Precise Music app is finally available for your iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry through Amazon and other app stores. That's Precise Music. Music is spelled with a Z. Go get it for all things Precise. Powered by BlackVibes.com. I tried to put it off, but I can't. It's so Stay in tune. That's Precise Music. Music is spelled with a Z. We specialize in creating mobile apps for the entertainment industry. Go to bvmobileapps.com, click Get Started Now, create your account, choose your package, upload your content, and click Submit. BV Mobile Apps. Make it easy. Make it mobile. Listen to Beat Break 87 FM on the go. Download the Beat Break 87 FM app from the app marketplace, including Amazon, including Amazon, Google Play, and the App Store. View photos, videos, and Beat Break 87 shows on your mobile device. Download the Beat Break 87 FM app now for free. 
He has performed on stage in front of thousands of poetry lovers. He has sold out shows and rocked the crowd with the best poets in the industry. Welcome to the stage, spoken word artist, Patrick Duncan, better known as the Preacher Man. Critically acclaimed spoken word artist, poet, writer, and the creator of Black on Purpose poetry TV series Wordplay. Patrick the Preacher Man Duncan is coming to a venue near you. Why is the only time we can come together as a nation? It's when there are acts of insanity, chaos, or devastation. Stay tuned to Beat Break 87FM for updates on Patrick Duncan's upcoming arrival to your city. Visit cdbaby.com forward slash cd forward slash Patrick S. Duncan to order his latest album, What's Going On, available online including CD Baby and iTunes. I want this high to have no affiliation to a political party. I want this high to be spiritual. For more info, go to BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Wake up weekday mornings to the Beat Break Morning Show and nod your head in bed to the 360 Mix Show. Weeknights on Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives.